Good morning. What a morning. I've never seen anything quite like this morning. Nick Saban retired. Pete Carroll fired. And now Bill Belichick fired in New England? (laughs) What does all this mean? Never, ever before have we seen so many potential big names on the coaching job market, pro and college. We got Belichick. We got Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel. Now what does Raiders owner Mark Davis do about hiring Antonio Pierce full-time? Would Jerry Jones consider Belichick if Mike McCarthy loses this Sunday? And who replaces Saban? Would Alabama have the foresight to come after Deion Sanders and Shadur Sanders? They should. We'll soon get to all of the above. And Richard Sherman will join me in just a few minutes from Seattle to go deeper and deeper and deeper into Pete Carroll, whom he played for, of course. But first, Belichick who is, quote-unquote, parting ways with Robert Kraft. Good morning to Michael Irvin. Good morning to Keyshawn Johnson. Hey. How are you? Good, man. All right. Welcome back. Keyshawn, why don't you kick us off here? Did Robert Kraft make a mistake here? There was no mistake made. In in your opening uh, monologue there, Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned the word fired, right, in terms of Bill Belichick. Some say fired, like you. And then some say mutually parting of the ways. Mm-hmm. They, and, I, and I believe that's the part. If you go back to the earlier in the week when we were having these conversations, what did I say to you, Skip? I said, hey, they'll probably come to some sort of an agreement that will allow Bill to go on about his business unless he decides that, hey, maybe I bring somebody in from the outside to help me yep. from a personnel standpoint if they could come to that agreement, maybe he stays. Otherwise, mm. there are those opportunities that you just mentioned about yep. all the head coaching vacancies yep. available because what he is going to do is he's going to coach. He's going to coach football. Okay. 71 years old, which it, it you know, which is not young but not old for a guy like this with all the energy and all of the up in terms of <clears> things. <throat> Robert, Robert, Mr. Kraft could not and would not just flat out fire Bill Belichick. It okay, just but you're, you're presupposing that Bill would want to leave, right? I mean, well, do you think I he think, wanted to I, stay? I think he wanted to try to figure out if there was a way to make things work. Uh, and, and that's why they met on Monday. That's why he was gone on Tuesday. Then they met again on Wednesday. And then everything was handed down, apparently, you know, within the last 24 hours or so about the decision to just go ahead, you go your way, I'll go my way and give others opportunity to be a head coach, potentially Gerard Mayo in this situation. I don't think that there is any, first of all, they're going to have a press conference together at noon Eastern time, which right, which I hate because they get, we get right off the air at that point in time, but they're going to have a joint press conference. Yep. Usually in these situations, if there was some sort of, you know, disdain or mm-hmm. adversary relationship yep. or problem, you wouldn't see the owner in the head coach sitting side by side. They would have, you know, the, the, the head coach who was fired will issue his press conference, and the owner might have his press conference along with his son, and they may talk about the future moving forward. But, no, it was not a mistake by Mr. Kraft or Belichick. At some point in time in life, things do run out. You get burned out. It's the same routine over and over and over again. It doesn't mean that they don't love each other. It just means the working relationship has to go in another course. Mm. Okay, Michael. Let's historically place 
this Thursday, January 11th, hmm. 2024. I almost went for so funny. I almost said 2023 when I first got here this morning, but it's really 2024. And let's place this historically correct. We are talking about in the last 24 hours, two of the greatest dynasties. No, no, no. The two greatest dynasties, or two of, Miami will get mad at me, two of the greatest dynasties ever, ever displayed, ever seen, ever had a chance to be witness, and we witness it. Bill Belichick and what he produced in New England, Nick Saban and what he did with Alabama, and both leaving within 24 hours. This is an historic day. We'll talk about it yeah. in a lot of ways. We'll talk about it in a lot of context and all of that and a lot of conversations around it. But let's make sure we remember the base of what we're seeing here. This is we, we will look back on this moment and say, man, I was really living. I saw that as people talk about the history of these two men and, and, and some of these other men that we are talking about today, but more primarily Bill Belichick and Nick Saban in the different sports. It's so funny, too, because they ran together. I mean, they're good friends. Their times were equal, were the yep. same times that they dominated. The dynasties were the same time. And they walked away within 24 hours from said dynasties. Now, maybe Bill Belichick could go on and coach. But we got to mark this day. We have to remember this day, man. And I'm telling you, a lot of us are thinking about it and saying, man, I can believe I witnessed that because you may never see this again. You may never see what Bill Belichick just did with the New England Patriots again. It's going to be very difficult as we move towards what is now the landscape of the NFL to do what Bill Belichick has done. So, so, so this is historic, historic in every context. Did they make the right decision? Yes. Yes, they made the right decision because it had run its course. All things run their course, you know. To get 20 years in the NFL is incredible. You know, you usually, you, at the most, you got six, seven, eight, ten if you're lucky. 20, never, never, and Bill Belichick got it. So we got to honor him and give it to him and honor him the right way for, for, for what he's accomplished. But absolutely, right now, moving towards this new NFL, moving towards these new players, it was time to make a move with the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Now, I've talked about this. Bill is still a great defensive coach. You saw his team this year hold teams to under 10 points in games. They still lost those games. You get Bill in the right situation. I say you got to put him in a situation where he's already a quarterback and already an offensive system, and you get him back to what he used to do, just doing, just, just as a head coach, but you just take care of that defense. And then Bill can still do some winning and maybe even chase that 328 uh, that, he's, that he's chasing, Skip. Okay. Allow me this. I don't want to come across this morning like I'm, quote, unquote, dancing on Bill's grave because there's no grave here. He's still a relatively young man, right. and I'm sure he'll have lots of opportunities to coach wherever he chooses to coach. We will get to all that as this show unfolds. But I'm not this morning going to back off what I've been saying about Bill for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. When you guys revere him and honor him 
and elevate him as the greatest coach ever. I just can't go there. I've given both of you greatest defensive mind ever, greatest defensive coordinator ever. But when it comes to being the greatest head coach, I still say in New England, he was in large part a product of Tom Brady. 75% of the credit I gave from the start to Tom, 25% to Bill. I'm not giving him zero, I'm giving him 25%. But if you look hard at Bill's resume, he was in Cleveland as the head coach, and he had losing seasons three out of four, and then he got fired. And then he goes to New England, and he had a losing season, and he lost his first two games, and then you know what happened. Tom Brady fell out of sixth round heaven into his lap, and history happened. And it happened, and it happened, and it happened. And six Super Bowls happened, although all six were won with fourth quarter overtime game-winning drives by Tom Brady. All right. So then the moment they pushed Tom out the back door, and I still believe they pushed him out the back door because they thought he was done, and he obviously wasn't. He proved him wrong in Tampa. But the moment they pushed him out the back door, the slide began. And you can just trace it to that pivotal seminal watershed moment. No Tom Brady, no more hope in New England. And they slide slowly into the sunset all the way to this year, four and 13. And I'm pretty sure we can all agree it wasn't going to get better next year. And we can talk all about Bill had total control. So he was running both draft free agency and he would swing and miss way too often. And not only did they fall to four and 13, but I can make a case that of the now available NFL jobs on the market, this is the worst one because the cupboard is pretty bare. I, I, I don't see a lot there. Maybe there's a couple pieces on defense, but, man, I don't see a lot. And will they elevate Gerard Mayo, which has been widely speculated? Is Mike Vrabel still in the mix, maybe, to replace Bill Belichick? Maybe. But the point is, when you look at the biggest picture, Bill Belichick, is 13 games under 500 as a head coach without Tom Brady. So now I say buyer beware on the open market because are you sure you're going to get a slam dunk, no doubt, turn my program around head coach? I, I just don't know. Skip, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Skip, I, 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 will, I will say, you know, when you, when you say, okay, you look at it and you say when Tom left, the slide begins. If you're going to deduct that in Bill's account, then you must also make a deposit when the rise began. And when he took the draft, Tom didn't walk on New England Patriots. It wasn't a walk-on. So Tom didn't decide, you know what? I'm going to pick New England. No. Bill decided we're going to draft Tom. And, 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 he, and he said, I'm going to give Tom this opportunity because I've prepared Tom for this opportunity. And the rise began. You want to say the slide began when he left. You got to give the rise began when Bill Belichick made the decision to All sit right. down Drew Bledsoe and put in Tom yep. Brady and give Tom Brady the opportunity. He didn't do it too early. He didn't do it too late. He did it perfectly just right, and it coincided. That's why I always say it's hard to separate these two because Tom, as great as he is, if he didn't have the discipline around him so in order for his greatness to do what it does, he wouldn't have been who he is or he would not be who he is. What is Tom Brady? Tom Brady won games 
in the last minute of football games. That's what made him great. He played great down the stretch. You know what else is important down the stretch? Everybody not jumping off sides, us not yep. getting holding oh, calls, I, I us making sure we stay. All of that, Bill Belichick was in charge of. He yes, was. Yes, Tom did his part. But Bill Belichick was in part of a big part in keeping all of them brothers and everybody focused on football. I'm telling you, Richard Seymour is a great friend. I love him, man. Yep. All of famer. I used to see Seymour before a game, and I'd say, hey, what's up, man? Like, mm -mm, mm -mm, hey, mm -mm, hey. I said, man, you, you can't say hi. Man, hey, coach over there, i focus. You know, coach was serious. That, you, hey, that's, that's Bill Belichick. He created that atmosphere for Tom to strive and thrive. That's all I'm saying. You got to right. give him credit. But, but it, it's not just Tom, okay? There's other players on the team, sure. man. Yeah. And, and like you say, Michael, you have to get everybody on the same page, as famously as Bill would say, do your job. Everybody, do your job. from the Willie McGinnises all the way to the outside cover guys in Ty Law, to the back in Lawyer Malloy, okay, to Damon Woody on the offensive line. They, you... Tom Slater, Brady, the, the, just retired, Matthew just, Slater. I could go he Slater. He those guys into great players. I right. could go Slater. I could go Troy Brown. I could go Amendola. I could go all. Right. I could just. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not talking about players that are going to go, uh, other than the ones that went into the Hall of Fame, the skill position players aren't going into the Hall of Fame. They're good players right. in a good situation. But to be able to recognize that those players that we bring in, whether it's via free agency, the undrafted free agency, late round picks, that they fit exactly what it is that I need to be successful and to make my quarterback successful. And then, Skip, you talk about his record. That man is 302 and 165 career record. I don't care about when Tom Brady left in the slide. They, when they lost to Tennessee at home in that playoff game, it wasn't just Tom. They didn't have any players across the board. They were not a good football team. And then they, re then they didn't replace some of those guys that eventually left. So over the last couple of years, they just haven't done a good job of getting players in there. Defensively, defense is still solid and sound. There's no question about it. But the rotation of offensive minds, and now you get Josh McDaniels gone, and then you bring in Bill O'Brien, but you draft Mac Jones because mm -hmm. Nick Saban tells you he can potentially be a quarterback to kind of give you the same Tom Brady-ish style of play. The league changed to some degree. You got to remember, Bill signed Cam Newton, okay, because they realized that the game was kind of headed in that direction. The Cam stuff blew up, so he went back to what he thought he knew, which is, I want to dink and dunk and play defense. But the quarterback didn't never mature. Part of it was Belichick's fault by hiring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run the offense instead of just bringing back Bill O'Brien instantly and allow him to do the job. Now, you say, buyer beware. What are you talking about? He's at the top of the leaderboard. Is he really? Oh, yes. He'll be at the top well, of the leaderboard. I, I'll be on record he, he, he'll right be at the top of the leaderboard. The last well, guy well, well, I want to well, see well, in well, Dallas well, okay. is Bill right. Belichick. He, I don't well, want to see I don't know that he wants right. to go to Dallas. Right. I'm just right. talking about right. in, in terms right. of right. head right. coaches. Right. Yeah. He's going to be at the top of the leaderboard. Out of all the names that you mentioned at the top of the show, 
He's going to be number one. Okay, just I can remember I said guarantee this. you that. Just remember I said this. Buyer, beware. What Arthur, you, Arthur what, Blank, what, what, beware. What, what, beware of what? Okay, look at this. Look uh, at the Super Bowl wins. Look at this. You, 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 you just buy into the myth because you know him and you like him, and I get that. By the way, a lot of those New England writers I know and a lot of the TV guys I know, they don't like him. They don't think he's a very good guy. You know they why they don't like difficult. him? You know, you know why they don't? I was about to say yeah. that. You, you took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. Yeah. They don't like him because he doesn't succumb to them. Yeah. He doesn't bow down. He, does, right. he just does it his way. And, okay. and it is hard to accept. So, okay, look what Tom Brady pulled off. Right. He had Randy Moss for a minute, just for a minute. But the rest of it, it's a lot of Edelman's and Amendola's and Troy Brown's. Am I right? But that's the okay. system. Right. Yes. It's the system. Well, he right. was the system to right. me. He, the Patriot way was Tom Brady. And I've heard from so many players I worked with at ESPN, so many expatriates, that they got so sick and tired of Bill because he coaches, as you know, he yes. chip off your block yes. and Bill's block. But he coaches hard. Nine, and, and nine appearances in a right. Super Bowl, Skip. Right. Six and, wins and two, because okay. of that. And two losses because oh. of Bill Belichick. <laughs> what happened in the first Eli Super Bowl? Tom Brady did what Tom Brady always did. He drives them down with two minutes left. He hits Randy Moss yes. with a touchdown pass that puts them up 14 to 10. So now the, the Giants needed a touchdown. They don't need just a field goal. They need a touchdown. And what does Eli do? He drives 75 yards for a touchdown on Bill's defense and cost Tom another Super Bowl. Am I right about that? That, that happened. Yes. I saw it. Yes, 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 But then as Eli did it a few times, but he got paid plenty times. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But not only Eli that, got but, him twice. But not only that. <laughs> Not only that, when you talk about certain things with Bill Belichick, like Michael said, Skip, if you're going to take money out of the account, make sure you deposit okay. some in like you're doing. All right. Now you point to those Super Bowls, I can point to the two greatest shows on turf. Two of them. The first Rams greatest show on turf, how did that work out? Boy, yeah. And then the one recently Boy, yeah. with Sean McVay. <laughs> How did that work out with yeah. the greatest show on turf? That was in Jared all Goff. Points. I'm not sure that was the greatest show on turf. <laughs> you, 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 don't like, you don't like Jared Goff. No, I like Jared Goff. No, <laughs> oh, Jared stop Goff. It. I like Jared Goff. Oh, that's I like not it. what I no, no, heard. No, no, I like Jared Goff. That's a that's a dang on lie. I it like Jared not? Goff. No, I like Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff. Okay. Hey. What about the other Super Bowl? What about the Philly Super Bowl? Bill Belichick inexplicably and mysteriously benches Malcolm Butler, who played the most snaps during the year on defense well, for the whole game. Right. For the whole game. For a and, and what happens? They give up 41 to the Eagles' yes. backup quarterback. 41 points. And Tom throws for an all-time playoff record, 505 yards, it, and hangs 33 on a very good Philly defense. I remember this. And loses 41 to 33. And you're going to defend Bill Belichick then, on that but one? Then, but then here's what I would say about that. I, I, this, I don't this, know this what is the only thing. situation. Well, I have and, no and idea. That surprised me. Zero. Let me tell you why this that, Let me tell you why that moved. And, and I, I, I'll share this. Yeah, why that surprised me. I I know how close Coach Belichick and Coach Johnson is. I know how close they are. Yeah. And 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 it, that was the Super Bowl. And Skip, you may remember we had a player miss a meeting in, in, in our in our last Super Bowl was Super Bowl thirty. Miss a meeting and Jimmy and Belichick a lot alike. You miss meetings, you don't play. 
That's it. I never no heard about a missed meeting. Ask. And Tom Brady defended oh. Malcolm on Instagram. Whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and I'm not talking about Malcolm. I, I, yeah. I was talking about okay. I was talking about our Super Bowl when, right. when we had a okay. player missed meeting. And Jimmy, the whole room, I'm just the whole room was so afraid because we needed this player. We need him. Sure. And he had missed the meeting. He's a very poor player. And the whole room was so scared. Like, oh my God, we got to play without this guy. I'll never forget Jimmy coming in the room. And, and and everybody's quiet, and Jimmy said, "We know the rules. <laughs> we abide by the rules. That's yeah. how we get here. That's how we. That's how we belong here." Uh, uh, and, and it was our second Super Bowl. And then he said, "It's in Atlanta." He said, "He said you miss meetings. You don't play. Mm-hmm. Room quiet. The room quiet. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, oh my God.'" He said, "But this week." It's different. It's the Super Bowl. We need it. And, and, and the room erupted. You know what I mean? So I would think, when I, I remember hearing it and saying, I wonder if he talked to Coach Johnson before he made that decision. Oh. Because Coach, I know Coach would have said, you win this game and you discipline him next week. You see what I'm saying? Because that would have been, he, so, so that surprised me that that happened. But, but, but Coach, you, you, you pull that out. You, the discipline is what he was trying to instill, and I thought that was very important uh, in, 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 in the Patriots' way, the discipline of how you play the game. You, you, you talk about the 41 yeah. points, you talk about the discipline, you talk about everything, and you say if he would have done that, maybe they win the Super Bowl, cheated Tom Brady out another Super Bowl. But the design of the scheme and the understanding of the formation and understanding what Seattle was going to potentially run when they didn't run the football with Marshawn Lynch, yeah. You gonna tell me he gets no deposits on that at all? I do. That's a good one, Keith. So I, 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 can, one. I can go he back and forth with you on all of this. Though, by the way, in that Seattle, and we're about to talk about this this game, but in that Seattle Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, they're down twenty-four to fourteen. Yes, Brady throws for a hundred and twenty-four that, that, yards. Job. 124. That's, his, that's, that's his job, though. Then he's doing it the that, way nobody's ever done. That's his job, just <laughs> like right. Belichick's job, along with his defensive staff, is to recognize down what? and distant formation, what part of the right. field, how many times have they run this, to be able to now and tell Malcolm Butler, Butler, Butler in hey, position if they do win. this, yep. this is what I need you to do because right. this is what they're going to run. Mm-hmm. We practiced yep. this 100 times already. They did. Sniff it out. You got to right. give him credit, though. Okay. I do give him credit, and I'm fascinated to find out because if he takes, let's say, the Falcons job, do you think that within three years he'll win a Super Bowl? That's going to be the big question because he's going to be on the the clock, man. People are going to be watching. Okay, now you got out from under a sorry situation in New England. Can you go win a Super Bowl elsewhere? Tom did in his first year in Tampa. Am I right? He has some pretty good talent on that offense now. It's a matter of finding the right quarterback in the situation. But I guarantee you with that kind of talent on offense, if he finds a good quarterback, and it doesn't have to be, you you just find him a pretty good quarterback that won't make bad mistakes down the stretch, and he put a defense together, I bet he can get back in the hunt. All All I'm going to do is say the weather is nice in certain states. That's mm. all I'm going to say. Oh, so you're going to Chargers. I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. right. yet. Okay. Would you rather have Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? That's a good question. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Fall back down. Man, talk about breaking news yesterday. 
Nick Saban suddenly, shockingly announced his retirement after 17 seasons and six national championships at Alabama on top of a seventh natty he won at LSU. So here's what Deion Sanders tweeted. Wow. College football just lost the GOAT to retirement. Wow, I I knew it would happen one day soon, but not this soon. The game has changed so much that it chased the GOAT away. College football, let's hold up our mirrors and say, honestly, what do you see? Man, Keyshawn, do you agree with Deion on why Coach Saban retired? And by the way, could you see Dion replacing Coach Saban? Well, let me answer the first one. All right. I totally get why Coach Saban retired. Coach Saban is a traditional football coach. He doesn't like a whole lot of changes. He likes everything to be a certain way so he can continue to win, continue to recruit a certain way. He likes certain quarterbacks and certain styles and linebackers, so on and so on. So when you start to think about the NIL, Mm-hmm. Okay, he has always had depth, you know, for years. One leaves, another one just steps right in. One leaves, another steps right in. But now it doesn't work that way yeah. because that guy that you recruited and you told he would play, by the time he doesn't gets his sophomore year and he's playing half the snaps, yeah. he's like, man, I'm out of here. I'm out. Because right. he could just right. transfer. And on top of that, he can get more money. So you lose depth. When you're looking at these portals, a lot of that is depth. Star players don't leave teams. They just don't. It's the backups. It's the depth. And so you look at that, you lose it. Everybody's chasing the money. Now, let's say about the Dion situation. Yep. You know, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I said, could the people that run the university in Tuscaloosa could they handle that? Yes. Could they handle that? Good, good question. That yeah. That's the whole issue. Let's yeah. not get off the fact that it is the Deep South. Mm-hmm. It is Alabama. It is. Okay? It ain't, it, it, it's, it's not a situation where you, Dion is a just a good football coach. He's a big personality that doesn't lend itself to a lot of people in certain regions. Mm. So I don't know if it makes all the sense in the world to, to, for Dion and Shadur them to go down there, follow Nick Saban. You mentioned six national titles, yeah. one at LSU, made seven, seven. To try to follow. That's a hard act to follow. Let some other fool do that. Let somebody else do that. <laughs> no, that's just real talk, though, Michael. Okay. Let somebody else follow that. It's just like the Belichick situation. You don't really want to follow that, even though it's a bad program in New England right now. You really don't want to follow it because everything you do is going to be compared to it. I know, but you don't think Dion could just right. step in there and keep it right on, keep it on? It's, it, I don't know. Why, does, why did Nick leave? Nick left because he doesn't want to deal with certain situations. They're losing recruits, top recruits. There's guys in the portal. Now you're asking Dion to come and try to keep it all together and just like a machine? No, I, I know. But one guy that I would say that probably would be a really good fit is Lane Kiffin. That'd probably be a really good fit for them because he understands that whole Southeastern Conference region and Alabama. And he revived himself at Ole Miss, but he's got some baggage. I mean, he's against the grain, man. What college coach doesn't have baggage? I I could name a couple, but go ahead, Michael. 
Uh, okay, let me let me, let me let me let me talk through this a little bit because I, I find this to be very interesting. First of all, uh, when you talk about you know Nick Saban and what Dion said and how Dion talked about it, yes, absolutely, the times changing has has something to do with Nick Saban walking away. He talked about the NIL deals. The NIL deals made recruiting a little bit more level, we should say. Just leveled them a little bit because now it's not the it's not the selling of the person and the program and, and everything. It's actual money involved in it all. So yeah, yeah that changed. But I think I, I think what, what, what makes a very, very big difference now is how you gather those players. Now, remember when I went to visit Dion, he told me I take this many players from high school, this many from the portal. See, the portal has become now the main recruiting uh, tool. And, 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 and because you want to retool fast, so now you want players that are not happy at other places and that you can plug and play right now. Now you grab a few that you got to grow, but in keep or to keep that thing going, you want to go get players that have some experience that you can plug and play. What's in the portal? I talked to you guys about this before. What's in the portal are kids that have had some issues where they were or may have had attitude issues or problems or situations. That means... They're coming in the portal. That's perfect for Dion because to Dion and guys like that, they, 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 who's a mentor that is coaching, that's his that, that's his hunting ground. He can go and get those players. For somebody like Nick Saban, who's a coach that also has to mentor, that, that that's that, that's not such a hunting ground for him. He's used to superior athletes. He's used to bringing them in. He's used to riding them hard and telling them we're going to make you the best. This program is going to turn you into the best you can ever be. It's going to reach down inside your kid and pull out your king, and you'll have a great life holding on to all of these principles that the program give you moving forward. That's what his cell is. But now you got to go in and counsel kids now, even before you can start talking to them about a great future. You got to counsel them in the present. And that's where Dion wins. That's where he says, hallelujah, I'm great with being here. And that's the part I think also, see, he says to Nick Saban, this is, this is changing. I, I used to be able to put a thumb on these players and ride them hard. And I, I respond to that. So I'm not saying anything bad about anybody. That's how I like to be coached. But a lot of these players aren't taking that. They're jumping in the portal. They're not staying around. So to that, yes, I believe Dion is absolutely right. Do I believe Dion would take the job? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's Nick Saban's legacy. Dion ain't never followed. He, he has never followed the, the, the conventional path. The only way, the only way this happens, and I haven't talked to Dion. I did text him yesterday. He hasn't got back to me yet, and I know he'll text me back. He'll hit me today. But the only way this happens, I'll give it one way. If Nick Saban goes and sit down and talk to Dion himself, he respects him, he reveres him, he loves him that much. It'll have to be only Nick Saban saying, I need you to do this for me. That's the only way we get close to having that conversation. Mm. And obviously they've made a bunch of commercials together, so they've gotten close to right. all that.
All right. right. Just, and and, and yeah. what, what he loves, so think about it. These are two totally different opposite people. No, yeah. that's they, what I'm but, saying. But they, yeah. they, they're, so, they're so tight together. They're so tight together. You know, they, they, they are. So, yeah, if Nick went and talked to him, that, that, that could change him. Okay. So, <laughs> full disclosure, I was actually texting with our man Lil Wayne before the show this morning. He broached the subject to me. He brought up that Dion and Shadur would belong at Alabama. Wayne would love to see that happen. Wayne is very close with Dion. He had not right. communicated with Dion about this, so don't, don't take it over the edge. But it was just Wayne's perspective. Wouldn't it be great to have Dion follow Nick in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? And, yep, it's the deepest south, and, and we get that. But yeah. Wayne's point was, could Dion be successful there? Because nobody's going to leave when Dion walks in the door. They're not going to hit the portal with right. Dion coming to town, right? right? No, so, they, they're not, right, Skip, yeah. but you got to just think about who Dion is. He's not going to change. He's not going to change. So oh, Lord, you no. went to Colorado USC game with us. Did you see the sideline? Yeah. Yes, you did. I did. Could you imagine that sideline being in Tuscaloosa? No, the hell you can't. You you couldn't imagine that sideline being in, in Boulder a couple of years ago. You couldn't have imagined. No, I no could. way you would have no, thought no. about it being in Boulder. No, 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 no. The reason, the reason I say this, though, and I look at the Boulder situation, right. Boulder, Colorado has had a number, different than Dion, but a number of black coaches. So it, it's, not, it's not out of the norm. They done had black head right. coaches coach their football programs. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. When I look at Alabama and Tuscaloosa and been down there two games and understand right. that region, right. I'm like, hold on, man. Ain't no, man. Mm. Uh -uh. Mm. No. I, no way. I, I, used, I, used to, I used to subscribe to that. I used to subscribe to that. I used to believe that until I saw Nick Saban when he was recruiting top recruits turn on the uh, – turn on that music, the rap music, and he was trying to rap dance. I was like, oh, man, things are changing. You mean now Nick Saban is trying to rap dance for kids and study the kids, being like, I'm, I can't believe I'm playing with Nick Saban. That's the difference that has happened. And I know you don't – what, what Dion brings is unity. He brings unity. And, and, and I, think it will, I think it wears well anywhere you go, anywhere okay. you go. I know what you mean and know what you're talking okay. about, Mark, but I, I, I think it wear well anyway. And, and on top of that, I don't want to see him go there. Follow Nick. I don't, it, yeah. let's, like I said, let some other fool do that because he's going to be judged very, very hard no matter right. what the situation is. It just it is what it's going to be. Okay, and also allow and wait, me. Wait, wait. And yeah, Nick's go ahead, going Mike. in. Yeah. They, they got 12 teams going in now. They got 12, Nick knows it's going to be hard to get another championship. It's going to be hard. And if I just, you That's know, I can walk away now, nobody ever catch me. Right. And also allow me to apologize to the people in Boulder, the great people in Boulder, for even bringing this up. <laughs> because they have been so good to Dion and to Shadur and to yes, that whole yeah. program. It is a sleeping giant. We were there. Dion can win national championships, plural, in Colorado because, by the way, once upon a time, they did win a national championship back in the late 80s. So it's doable. It's possible. You're much closer to Southern California where you can come and recruit. But the, the point I think Lil Wayne was making is, what is the program in college football right now? Well, 
I think we'd say it's in Tuscaloosa, right? Thanks to Nick Saban. It didn't used to be until Nick walked into town. The college football program right now is probably still Georgia. Boy, I don't know. I, I just think for most I people, still, when, when you off the top of your head, when you're thinking of college football, you yeah. think of Alabama because of Nick. Yeah. Because yeah. of the dynasty, yeah. right? Yeah. I guess you could say that right. because yeah. of, right. he's won so many right. national titles, and every time you look up, you count him out week four, and then he winds up in it okay. or close to it at the end of the season. All right. So the, the if, question if, is, if, if Georgia would have completed the treat the, the, the three peat, then we would be saying thanks. now it's Georgia. Well, they now it's Georgia, but, Saban but Alabama, Alabama yeah. stopped him from yeah. completing it. Yeah. Alabama stopped him from completing. Okay. All right. So do either of you see? Nick Saban doing anything else in football? Because obviously he's very close with Belichick. Do you see any reunion of those two? Obviously, uh, Nick was the defensive coordinator under Belichick in Cleveland. So do, do you see any connection there? Is there any future for Nick Saban? Or do you think he just bought a, last summer a $17 million home on Jupiter Island down South Florida? So, it, it, you know, do you see him just walking completely and staying into the sunset? Going into television, what what what's your best guess? Uh, my best guess would be he probably would go into television. I mean, he's all you know. He he's doesn't good at shy, it. He doesn't shy away from the cameras. No, no. I think I, that, that's probably it. And relax and chill. I mean, he's the greatest college football coach I've ever seen. So, what else is there to do, Michael? Yeah, yeah. He's going Frank Sinatra. He'll he'll, he'll do it his way. Nick ain't going to be running in those studios and all of that. You may set a camera up somewhere and he come and sit down at his crib in Florida <laughs> and say a few words yeah. every now and then. Bless us from heaven as a, you know, with a few crumbs and knowledge about yeah. the game. But, but it won't be a regular traditional logging around the country like we do for this great game. <laughs> yes, you do. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Pete Carroll fired in Seattle, shockingly. We heard earlier on the show from Richard Sherman about this, live from Seattle. Now it's time to get the reactions of Keyshawn and Michael. Keyshawn, please, you first. You starred at USC before Pete Carroll turned that program into the program in college football and the team in Los Angeles. Your reaction to Pete getting fired and your thoughts on his legacy? You know, I, I really didn't, when it came across, I was like, huh? Because it, huh. it was, it, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even, you know, we go through the season. As the season wind down, we start trying to figure out, well, who can get it? Hot who can seats. Get hot, seats hot seats and seat. the Black yep. Monday and mm -hmm. all the, yep. the weird stuff. His name just never, never came. it never came never up. Came. It wasn't something that even I thought of. And in terms of his legacy, I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. I do. Um, he went to two Super Bowls. Mysteriously, they screwed up one. He should be 2-0, and but instead he's, he, he lost that one to New England. He's given so many guys, and I don't think people really understand, he's given a lot of guys second opportunities to play. Okay, even when Marshawn Lynch had issues in Buffalo, yeah. he decided, yeah. man, I'm going to get ready to go get this dude and bring him to Seattle he did. and turn yeah. beast mode into beast mode. He did. Okay, because he's just always done those things, even at USC. He will recruit some of the, uh, the hardest, strangest type kids, and it would turn around. And when you look at you yeah. say, well, Hall of Fame, look, they're going to take into account 
what he's done in the pros and what he did in college, even though it's not the NBA. It's not the, the Hall of Fame of basketball. Mm. I do believe that when that time comes, they're going to look at it. Plus, he's not done coaching. I mean, he's just he, – he's not. He's I know not. that they're saying he's on the advisory committee or something. He's going to advise to some degree of what they do in Seattle until the phones start ringing and somebody in the next week or two wants to sit down and interview him, Carolina Panthers. He doesn't mind playing with an uh, undersized quarterback in Bryce Young. You just don't know. But in terms of his legacy, yeah. man, he's one of the all-time great coaches that I've seen yeah. in my short time of understanding what the NFL football – was all about. I mean, you can't you can't argue with his success at all whatsoever. Right, right, right. And and, and when we were talking about and this is when when Skip when you and Richard was were were interviewing, you were talking to Richard about Pete. I thought that was a great job. I you know it was. usually I go to the bathroom. I sat right here and watched that. I felt every moment of it. You feel the love that Sherm has oh. for this man. Oh. You know what I mean? Talking about he's known him forever. You know, and it was important enough to come on and give him his flowers right now today. Why this is so surprising is as we talk about Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, those are guys that are old-fashioned coaches, only knew one way. Pete Carroll, an older gentleman that understands the now player. This is why this is surprising. You know, he is not out of touch with today's players. He is exactly what today's players ask for, look for. And no matter what you heard, I thought that was telling, no matter what you heard and what we all talked about, that fallout between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, Russell got on the plane and made it back. You know what I mean? Made it back to celebrate this man because that man is the man that gave him that opportunity. Remember? Russell, they, they didn't plan on Russell becoming the starter. They had played Matt Flynn a lot of money. Sure he was supposed to be the starter. Yep. But but Pete Carroll, they saw great in Russell and gave him that opportunity. He knew he knows how to grow men. Key, you just talked about how he spent time going into some of the rough neighborhoods, giving those kids an opportunity. He still does all of that. That he, he just revived Gino's career. I should say gave Gino a career. You know what I'm saying? So that surprised me to see him leaving right now. And what Sherm said really helped me because we're not in Seattle. We don't hear the rumblings. I know I hear the rumblings in Dallas. But if you're in Seattle every day on the radio, you, you pick up, the, you go into the gym or something, you can hear the rumblings about Pete Carroll. Like that's what Sherman was talking about. And, and I, I'm sure that was hard to deal with. And even to hear that the rumblings got to him. So, yeah, he's a great coach. I believe he will coach again because, like I said, he can talk to today's players. Yeah, you know, Skip, he, he, he coached Seattle for 14 years. He was in the playoff 10 times. Mm. Out of them 14, yeah. he actually was in the playoffs. The last three years weren't great, but two of them were winning seasons, and he did make the playoffs in the first nine and eight season, and they got blown out by San Francisco. And as I said earlier, there's no shame in that because they're really good, and they blew our team out, right? You said it. I yeah. didn't. Okay. So, but it was a transition the last three seasons, too, because yeah. remember Russell, Russell moved on no into, Russell. Russ, into Russell and then the I transition. Agree. So. This was very different than Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft mutually parting ways. Seattle tried to sell it as we're mutually parting ways until Pete took the microphone and Pete made it very clear. 
I fought to keep my job. I, he said, I competed hard to keep my job. Right. So he wanted it clear. He got fired. And then the other statement he made was that even though he's 72 years of age, he says, I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. He wants to coach again. He is a legendary dual purpose coach because it's hard to do it at both levels, college and pro. And he did it at extremely high, the highest levels of college right. and pro football. And it's hard to find, but obviously Coach Saban tried to make it work in Miami and it fell completely Him and apart. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, and Jimmy did. Johnson. He did it. He did it at the highest level. I, I give Joe, you, but, Jimmy Johnson. Hey, but Pete, for those, it's, it's really a seven-year stretch at your school, Keyshawn. They took over Los Angeles. Yeah. It, it, it was no longer Lakers, the Hodgers, whatever you want right. to do. It, it was, it was Trojans, did. man. <laughs> and I, I've worked in L.A. for a long time, so I get sports, and you live sports because you grew up here, Keyshawn. But it was some stretch that, yeah. that he oversaw. It was 90, 97 and 19 in nine years, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and despite the NC2A doing whatever they did, a lack of institutional control because it yeah. became okay. such a big staple here in L.A. to go to a USC. For, literally, it, it, when he got there, the Coliseum was empty. Yeah. When he left, it was full. Right. It was overflowing. Right, right. And, and, and that's what you love. That's what you love. Both men can build. They build. You, you know, uh, when, when Jimmy got to Dallas, it, it, it was nothing, you know, coming in some bad seasons, yeah. and he built, you know, Miami, you win in Miami. I know, I threw, I, I should mention Barry Switzer also won in college and run he did. one in the NFL. But in the NFL, they're going to say one with Jimmy's players, you know what I mean? But he still got that I ring. Love Coach Switzer. But, but yeah. He did it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. me too. Me too. Me too. I love Barry. I, I love Coach Switzer. He's a good and man. You know but, I, but I am shocked at P. Carroll, and, I, and I, I expect P. Carroll to coach again. But that next move, that, that would be an interesting situation to see yeah. what happens. But everywhere he went, Skip and Key, you, it, it wasn't that he won. It was also those moments, like you talked about. Those, the, you know, they created like a, a era. He creates an era wherever he goes yeah. and turns That's it. A good when he got to Seattle, yeah, they create eras, and, and, and they're great moments, man. So, yeah, I would love to see Pete back on the sideline. Yeah. He, he'll be back on the sideline, I'm sure. Somebody's too many job openings, and he's a good head coach. What I was going to say, though, is a lot of people, and you know this, Skip, he didn't get the opportunity to finish the job at the Jets. They they snatched him out. That he was goes his first to, job. His yeah. first job. Right. But then he goes to New England, yeah. and he was a above 500 coach. No, he was a good, good. coach, yeah. following right. Coach Parcells. Yeah. And then he obviously goes to see USC, then Seattle, and the rest is history. Is it history? Whoa. And, by the way, he could coach at either level. It, it, there may be a college program that maybe he might say. Maybe he goes to Alabama. Maybe he goes to Alabama. You never know. Maybe he goes to Georgia. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy.